Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Hi, Sid. Hi, Justin. I'm excited about this episode this week. Well, thank you. I am too. Uh, last week, if if you listened to our episode last week, if you listened to them in order, which Justin would probably insist you do, you like to watch TV shows in order, I bet you... Do you consume podcasts in order too? Uh, not with stuff like this. Like with 99% visible... You skip you around? Know, I'll, I'll skip around, yeah. Well, if you didn't listen last week... If something looks boring, like if my boys Chuck and Josh or my homie Roman posted up a rock, and I'll just be like, sorry guys, that looks like a rock. You post wow. up a rock... You put it on blast. Skip it. Skip it. Well, last week that wasn't... Happens, but no, of course not. Of course not. Last week wasn't boring because we had a very important episode where we told everybody to not drink dirty water. And apparently we had to do that. Because people drink dirty water. Well, this brought up another interesting topic. A lot of uh, a lot of you out there in the Internet uh, took to Twitter and Facebook and email and even some people in person to tell me that there was another problem, uh, another new trend that is plaguing our nation's youth. Uh, It's not dirty water. That's reserved for people who have enough money to pay for dirty water. No, no, no. This is this is a, a teen problem. Um, and that's uh, teens are apparently eating laundry detergent. Ah, oh, teens. <laughs> tell me at least, Sid, just just tell me they're at least getting high. Are they getting high on it? I they are not they are not getting high on it. And I I also will say we're going to record this episode today and I'm gonna tell you about how teens are eating Tide Pods, but you can't find this now. Because I saw uh, that YouTube and Facebook are refusing to post these videos anymore. It's a, it's, it's a cover up <laughs> of kids eating Tide Pods. It's a conspiracy. Well, I think what to try af- to. What are you afraid of, YouTube? I think to try to stop, maybe stop the epidemic. Hey, Papa Mark, what are you so scared of? Uh, so yes, of course, that's always part of it. It's not enough to just eat a Tide Pod. You have to. Sure. Put it on the internet. If you eat a Tide Pod in s- <laughs> alone <laughs> for no one, you, I don't know, maybe you have pica. I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Well, thank you, everybody. There there were two, I mean, really, it was too numerous uh, to name everyone who suggested this topic. I didn't think that we would need to tell people not to eat laundry detergent, but here we are. Here we are. And it isn't the only weird uh, social media dare 
that has medical implications. So we can get into some of those too. But let's start with Tide Pods. So if you're not familiar, Tide Pods are tiny little plastic containers, little teeny pod looking things. Yes. Of laundry detergent. Right. Uh, They do look like candy. They look delicious. (laughs) But like candy. Not as much as the the finish uh, dishwasher tabs that we have. Like literally 100% looks like it has a spree in like a cherry spree embedded into the top of it. It looks delicious. Yes. And even the wrapper apparently does because that was the first thing Charlie said upon seeing the, the container of these little laundry or these little dish detergent tablets was is that candy can i eat it with the dish we keep them away by the way we're responsible do you squeeze those into the detergent dispenser or do you throw them in with a wash do you think no i think you i think you throw them in you throw them in because they dissolve because my understanding is that the way that that people are ingesting these laundry detergent packets are by putting them on their tongue and letting them dissolve in their mouths Mm. they're not I don't, I don't think you actually eat that. I think you like the dare is kind of how long can you let it sit in your mouth and dissolve? Okay. So this is, would you classify this on the big Cindy McRoy scale of ideas as a good one or a bad one? <laughs> I would say this is a bad idea. Okay. Uh, and I think most of us know not to eat laundry detergent. I mean, intuitively because it's called laundry detergent and it's used for cleaning clothes. So that's probably yeah. enough. But if you're if you are interested and you want to know why maybe you shouldn't scientifically. So the laundry detergent and it's really easy to find the ingredients of laundry detergent by the way. This is not a secret. I I'm certain that it's on the packaging for Tide Pods. We don't have them, but I'm certain it is. You can also google what's in a Tide Pod and uh the Tide will tell you. They have all their ingredients listed yeah. on their website. It's very clear and what they all are. Very it's not few hard. Of the ingredients are edible, I'm assuming. None. I would say there are many ingredients. None of them are food. None of them provide <laughs> any nutritional benefit. Many of them are not food, but probably not not food. Dangerous. <laughs> They're just not beneficial. But right. there are a few specifically that are dangerous. So you know, one thing is the only thing that separates food and non-food is believing in yourself. <laughs> no, in this case, it's like gastrointestinal irritation and okay. and bleeding and. Fine. Uh, so th- they do contain Tide pods and detergent in general contain surfactants, which are uh, things that help to kind of bind grease. And create like these super molecules with grease inside to get it off of your clothing, right? That's how it's lifting the dirt and grime and mm-hmm. greasy stuff off of your dirty clothes. Well, they will also bind fats and water that are naturally inside your intestines. And this will cause a lot of irritation to the lining of your stomach and your intestines and your esophagus and everything else, Mm -hmm. um, which is why you're not supposed to eat it. Uh, And that's the best case scenario. Uh, You could also have massive vomiting as a result of this. Um, There have been cases of people like foaming at the mouth. Uh, You can have obviously severe abdominal pain, diarrhea, um, and it can cause some severe inflammation of your intestines if you eat enough. Um, We should mention, by the way, and we should mention this up front, but we'll we'll mention it here. This is not going to be a particularly historical episode of Sawbones. uh, No. Because YouTube was just invented fairly recently (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. Uh, this is more I would describe as a public service episode of Sawbones. If, sure. If you wanted to, for example, 
we don't encourage this with any of our other shows, but or episodes of this show, but if you wanted to split this one up into discrete YouTube videos that you could upload <laughs> to YouTube to to try to just push back the tide a little bit, you are thank you. <laughs> You are more than welcome to do so. You have our official legal permission for this episode to just like spread the word however you can. Go for it. Yeah. No, Plenty the Elder has nothing to say about Tide Pods. No. So this is all. Plenty the Elder probably would have said, don't eat. Uh, Even Plenty. Even Plenty would have told you not to do this. Yeah. Uh, It also has a form of bleach, which. It's bad to drink bleach. I, I knew there was something about drinking bleach. I remember. Thank you. <laughs> it's a caustic substance. I mean, it could erode the inside of your esophagus or your intestines. Please don't eat or drink bleach. Uh, it contains alcohol and polyethylene glycol, both of which will make you, if you drink enough or eat enough of these, make you go to sleep and not wake up. So, like permanent sleep. Um, and also because of all the irritation to your stomach and the and esophagus and the vomiting that can happen, you can aspirate these substances, meaning that you accidentally inhale them into your lungs and it would cause a lot of damage to your lungs, inflammation and, and, you know, damage to the, the tissues of your lungs. So, um, it, they're dangerous. Don't eat them. That's bad. And, oh, also there's hydrogen peroxide in there, by the way, just throw that out there too. You can't mm-hmm. eat that either. And if you don't, I mean, if this is not proof enough that I'm telling you these substances are bad for you and you shouldn't eat them, there have been cases of people accidentally ingesting Tide Pods and unfortunately dying as a result of that. Because Tide Pods and and other, I mean, I, I keep saying Tide, but I guess any kind of laundry detergent pod, they do kind of, they're colorful, they look like candy. Mm-hmm. Because of this problem, there have been cases of toddlers and uh, older persons who have dementia eating these, thinking that they were some sort of food mm-hmm. and actually perishing from that. So we know that they can kill you. Please don't put them in your mouth. Please don't eat them. Uh, hey, Tide, like, I don't want to lay a lot of the blame at your feet, broadly speaking. But, like, could we just maybe stick with the bottle? <laughs> the bottles seem to be good for a long the, time. Maybe we just stick with the bottle, eh? Well, they did things they after the there were complaints because they look so much like candy. Mm-hmm. And so so they initially put them in different like the the entire package became opaque. They used to come in like these clear plastic things so you could see all of the candy looking substance inside and that made it more attractive looking. Yeah. And then they put warnings to store them in places where kids couldn't get to them. So they tried to make attempts to stop people from accidentally eating them, but I don't know how you stop people from intentionally eating them. Yeah, well, thank you. Yes. There, I mean, there's no even if they didn't look so. I don't know. All right. So what's our next? What's our next challenge? So, so the final statement on that one is: don't eat Tide Pods. Don't eat. Please don't eat Tide Pods. Don't drink dirty water. Don't eat Tide Pods. There are some other challenges that you can find. Us. Uh, a lot of these are on YouTube because if you're going to do these things, why not show your friends and all of the internet as well. Um, specifically aimed at teenagers. One is called the cinnamon challenge. This is not new. This has been around for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Quite a quite a while. I disappointingly, my sister has taken part in the cinnamon challenge. She told me she's very good at it. Oh no. Yes. Uh. So the cinnamon challenge basically means you're going to eat a tablespoon of cinnamon within sixty seconds. Great. And of course, you want to put this on YouTube because what is supposed to happen is you can't because that's such an irritant that to try to eat that amount 
that quantity of cinnamon that quickly, usually you'll sort of choke, vomit, expel a big dust of cinnamon, a big cloud of cinnamon dust into the air. I've seen people do it. It looks very funny, I will say. Right. The problem is uh, that you can aspirate that cinnamon into your lungs and it is an irritant and it will do damage to your lungs and you can end up in the hospital with basically amounting to chemical burn sort of on your lungs, pneumonitis inflammation. Um, And this has happened. Kids have been hospitalized because of the cinnamon challenge. Okay. So no on the, so you're a no on the cinnamon challenge. Uh, Yes. I'm a no on the cinnamon challenge. I know it seems funny. And if the worst case was made your stomach upset a little bit, and so maybe you threw up later. I guess that wouldn't be so bad, except, no, you might aspirate that into your lungs and get seriously ill. So please don't do this. Back a long time ago, uh, a guy whose name sadly escapes me at the moment, because uh, this was like five or six years ago, when we first had My Brother, My Brother, Me t-shirts available for sale, um, we a guy got on uh, Tosh.0. <laughs> doing the cinnamon challenge wearing a my brother my brother and me t-shirt and it was like the best like it was the best thing that had ever happened it was a big to me. moment I didn't for know, you. yeah it was huge i didn't know he was risking uh uh burns to his lungs so for that i'm sorry please don't do please don't um, a personal plea to my sister riley please don't do the cinnamon challenge ever again please don't do this uh the next one that I found, and I had I cross reference, I double checked all these with my with my seventeen year old sister to make sure these were real. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you all are going to be doing sort of a a crossover episode, right? Exactly on our on my other podcast, still buffering that I do with my two sisters, where we talk about the teenage experience. We're going to kind of get into some of these challenges and why in the world my psychological take. Yeah, why do teens do this? So. Another one that, again, seems pretty obvious is I, I saw it called the hand sanitizer challenge, also called the fire challenge. Mm, this so one sounds like pretty obvious. This gives you an idea of where the where the what might be happening. Uh, basically, it's videos of people squirting hand sanitizer on themselves and then catching it on fire because it's got alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're and it looks like you're holding fire, which I guess makes you look cool until it burns you. Because it's fire Mm -hmm. that you're putting on your skin. Got it. This seems like an easy one. This is a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. And there has been at least one case of of a child who ended up in the hospital with second and third degree burns to a third of his body as a result of taking part in in one of these challenges. Because it's it don't you shouldn't set yourself on fire, man. It it. It's worse. I can't decide what's worse. The people who are doing this are people that do it and get hospitalized. So you can't even make hilarious jokes about it without no. feeling like a dirtbag. Well, how about this? The frostbite challenge, Thank you. I think, yes. for the most part, while it is doing damage and it is not intelligent to do this to yourself, I would say, it. I, I don't think there were as many cases of people ending up in the hospital. The frostbite challenge entails taking some salt and pouring it on your arm and then putting an ice cube over it. Or I guess you put it on any part of your body, but arms seem to be very popular in the YouTube videos I saw. Uh, and it, it, it lowers the temperature of the ice so that it precipitates frostbite in that area of your skin. And I imagine it is uncomfortable. It's, it's painful. the same way. Um, it's the same theory behind putting when you're doing like an ice cream maker, right? right. Where you add salt mm-hmm. to it to bring it to like zero degrees Fahrenheit. Exactly. 
Exactly. And so you can induce frostbite on your skin. I saw videos of people actually doing this in bathtubs. Ugh. Putting salt and ice in bathtubs and getting <laughs> in. That, that's a terrible idea. Now you could you could do some major damage if you did that for a sustained period of time. Mm-hmm. Please don't do this at all, though, because uh, it, at the very least, you end up with these areas of frostbite on your skin um, that are painful. And I mean, you've damaged your skin. You damaged your skin. It's, it's frostbite. Yeah. Man, come on. Sir uh, 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 Robert Falcon Scott and. Amundsen, uh, when they were headed out to the South Pole, you know how much work they put in trying to avoid this exact situation that you've invited on You're yourself? just doing it. You're just doing it. Uh, the next one that I found was called the Condom Challenge. And when I asked my sister about the Condom Challenge, she said, which one? <laughs> <laughs> so one, apparently there is one version of the Condom Challenge that involves like filling a condom with water and then throwing it at a friend or something. Which didn't seem particularly dangerous. That's a, that's a water balloon. That one's all right. That Yeah, that was, I mean, I guess unpleasant, but that's about it. That's, that one didn't, didn't merit a mention. But the other condom challenge that I did find pretty concerning was you, I guess you, you sort of insert a condom into your nose and try to kind of snort it up your nose. Okay. And then reach into the back of your mouth and pull it out of your mouth. Does that work? Well, I mean... You can do this, but the fear is that as you're trying to inhale the condom, you will inhale the condom and choke on it. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine a more embarrassing emergency room visit? No. Or 911 phone call? No. Then I have intentionally inhaled a condom and it's stuck in my throat. Or... My friend has intentionally inhaled a condom and it's stuck in his throat and I don't know what to do. My friend inhaled a condom. We're still on Twitch, though, so we, <laughs> we have to keep the stream running. We're getting a lot of subs. And if you could just hurry, that'd be a great end of the video. <laughs> so uh, that would be my advice. Not only is this very dangerous because you don't want to aspirate I mean, uh, anything like any piece of latex yeah but certainly yeah so i'm like also really do you want the and i mean do you know what that's going to look like when you show up in the er and they put your chief complaint on the list and on the board and here we've got all the other people with like their stomach illnesses and their flu and all that and yours says inhaled condom inhaled condom inhaled condom (laughs) don't do it uh there was one that i found called the compressed air challenge Okay. Which is, you know, those cans of compressed air that you can like clean off your keyboard with or whatever. Uh-huh. It's really cold. Oh, yeah. If you turn it upside down. Yeah. So you just spray it on your arm for as long as you can tolerate. Did, did this one. You've done this one? <laughs> this one when I was the thing when I was a teen. We did do this one. We would, it was not, uh, maybe we didn't do it for like a sustained period of time. It was more weaponized. So like you would sneak up on somebody who didn't know you were going to do it and then like blast them. See the video where I, cause I had, I didn't know what exactly they were doing. So I had to see the video and, and they were like, hold still, see how long I can spray this on you and you can like tolerate it, um, which is dangerous. It gets super cold and you yeah. can damage your skin. Yeah. So, so that's a bad idea. And then another one, which I probably will not for the most part cause lasting damage, but is still a form of, I mean, you're you're hurting yourself is the Kylie Jenner challenge. I'm sure you've heard of that one. That one was pretty popular where you take like a shot glass and you put it over your lips and then you, you know, apply suction. So that you're vacuum. Exactly. 
and then it you makes suck. your yes and it makes your lips very large and swollen and it hurts it and hurts. they look bruised and it's bad it's bad this one's bad gang <laughs> don't don't and what it what is your what is the plan after that look now i look like kylie jenner is For that a few minutes i mean well, I mean, people are doing this and they're, I mean, they, they've created, they do enough damage that it lasts for a couple of days. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a good exit strategy on that. No. And what, why would you, I was doing it because it was funny because it's sort of like. I did it for the vine. No. I did it for the vine. It's all there's so. to it. It's all yes, I said. I did it for the vine. Even the vine doesn't exist anymore, but <laughs> it will come back. We all know this in our hearts. Um, I know you have to have more for me. I, I've got a few more for you, but Justin, before I tell you about these, why don't we head to the billing department? The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier. Then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel the metaphor is broken down basically you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession you can sell products you can uh post your videos you can share your stories about how justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father folks you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're going to talk about pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here 
Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Uh, so you had some other challenges, Sid, you're going to hit me with. That's right, Justin. Some of these um, I think are a little older and I, I, they even kind of remind me of things I feel like we may have done when we were younger. Like you mentioned, you had tried the compressed air challenge, the eraser challenge, which is just rubbing an eraser on your skin for like it's usually the, you have to do some sort of thing. And rub the eraser on your skin for the entire duration of it, like reciting the alphabet or something like that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it again, it's like an endurance challenge. Can yeah. you do it for that length of time? And I feel like that kind of thing used to happen in class sometimes. Sure. Yeah. A lot of skin friction based entertainment. Exactly. In those days. Exactly. Um, obviously, this does damage to your skin. If it's deep enough, um, other than like bleeding and, and things, you can call you can cause permanent scarring. Um, it can also lead to infection if you have a big open wound that you've just ground a dirty eraser into. Gross. <laughs> There's yeah. better ways to spend your day. Exactly. Um, along those same lines, I found the deodorant challenge. Uh, this specifically is spray deodorant, like aerosol deodorant, which uh-huh. I haven't used that in a long time. You know what? I'm I assuming that's still around. I don't know about you, listener, but I don't like a wet deodorant. Mm-mm. I like a cake like a, a cake, stick, a, a stick, a powder. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do the gels. I can't do the sprays. It just. It doesn't feel like I'm protected down there. No. It sounds like the beginning of an ad for powder deodorant on the show, but like, no, no. no. That's I, I'm just with my you. Preference. I'm with you. I just like the stick. Just give me a stick. I don't even know what don't brand it is. Stick. I just know what the thing looks like that I've been buying since like middle school. Mm-hmm. I think it's suave. It's strong it? enough for a man. pH balance for a woman. I just get kind of locked into things and keep using them. But yeah. anyway, spray aerosol deodorant. I like Mitchum because it says it's strong enough, <laughs> strong enough to skip a day. That's yeah. not true, Mitchum, but whatever. I'm into it. It's No. Uh, spray aerosol deodorant, you just spray it on your skin. That's the whole thing. I didn't know that this would happen, but you end up with like a lot of little abrasions and bruises on your skin if you spray it close range for a sustained period of time. It's not Whoa. like the aerosol as much as just the pressure like the impact okay oh of it hitting your skin weird interesting i I saw some yeah and i saw videos of this of people with kind of like little little bruises and abrasions all up and down their arms from spraying themselves for long periods of time with spray deodorant god we'll just find anything huh (laughs) just can't leave any daylight there we'll just find whatever we can to just we started off it. with eating Messing laundry up. detergents. Yeah, so where did you think this was going to go? It's all sort of downhill from there. Um, one that I guess was pretty popular for a while, like that I, I even read was done on like late night uh, talk shows and things was the gallon challenge. Did you ever see anybody do this? No. You have to drink a gallon of milk in an hour <sighs> and not throw it up. <sighs> Those are the general rules. Any kind of milk will do. I, I saw that mentioned several times. 2% skim. Vitamin D, whatever your yeah. preference is. Um, but skim, right? You were going to do it. It doesn't matter because this is a volume problem. If you're going to do it. If I, I wouldn't do it. Okay, but if you're going to do it. I wouldn't do it. Skim or whole? What would you do? I, I'm not even going to commit if to that. I wouldn't do it. do it. I would never drink a gallon of milk in an okay, hour. If That's you're going to do it, would you do skim or whole? Or No. I will say this. Okay, if we're gonna if we're going to do this thought experiment... Part of the problem is the volume. Your stomach holds about a half gallon, generally speaking. So 
this is a problem. You cannot hold a gallon of milk in your stomach. So we, it's got to go somewhere. Where's it go? <laughs> it comes up and out. Oh, uh, wait. Now you're the. You throw up. What you're suggesting is that it's impossible. There's, it's got to be able to go other places. Here's the problem. You you start to break down the milk in your stomach, uh, but it doesn't. It actually because of like the fat in it it doesn't immediately pass through to the small intestine as it's being breaking broken down it actually the volume slightly increases and these materials uh, take longer to pass into the small intestine so i mean i guess if you're asking about head-to-head different kinds of milk it would make skim milk a more ideal substance chocolate than or not full fat milk chocolate or not no i think chocolate would only make it worse okay just the, and then the sugar i think that would be I think then the yuck factor, just the gagging would yeah, come into play. Yeah, that'd be tough. But the point is, I think it's, it's. I'm certain people have managed to achieve this, I guess, achieve? Is that achieve, the word? Achieve, technically speaking. Is that yes. the word I want to use? I'm sure people have, but generally speaking, for most of us, it would be impossible. Your stomach isn't going to hold that much. You're going to get sick and you're going to throw up. Um, I Now, I, I guess other than it's not, not it's not good to throw up. Like, don't you can you always run a risk of like rupturing a blood vessel or something. Exactly. You can get little tears in your esophagus. And again, if you're if you're vomiting violently enough, we worry about aspiration, about you sucking that back down into your airways. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did find specifically one incident of a fraternity that did a gallon challenge for new recruits and they did it on a bridge Mm-hmm. and they ended up puking into oncoming traffic below and causing a traffic accident. So it's serious unforeseen consequences. Now it's serious from the gallon challenge. I, I think this was very popular a few years back, but not not so much yeah. nowadays. And I don't think kids are doing this as much. Um, one that, that also is older was uh, the choking game. Did you ever do this with your friends? I did this one. Yeah, I did. This I one. did, too. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit I yeah. have done this. It, in retrospect, it does seem pretty buck wild of me to have done. It as I began to think, I did this once. I was I was a little shocked and disappointed in myself. I've never experienced anything quite like it. No, so I the version that that I had uh, that I remember was you like bend over and hyperventilate, like you you try to breathe really fast, and then somebody kind of like grabs you from behind and you hold your breath all at once. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, what I remember, and then you pass yeah. out. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the game. That's the game. This was before. I, like on the one hand, the first half of the show, I was like, "Ugh, YouTube." But now, like the longer this part has gone on, I've been more like, "Thanks, YouTube, for giving teens something else to do." I mean, like statistically speaking, maybe it's better. I don't know. I don't know if it made us worse that we did this kind of thing and we didn't have an audience. Yeah. We did it f- for fun. Yeah, I mean, I it was know. a for me. It was like a slumber party activity. Exactly, so it was yeah, not. It, it was not camp. like you did it just like you and your buddy. It was like a group of people. But this is not a wise thing to do. Uh, if you deprive your brain of oxygen long enough, you can get brain damage. So I'm not saying that that's highly likely, but I'm saying it's possible. And why do you need to pass out? So don't. You don't need to pass out. Don't do this. Uh, some scarier ones I found. Some more recent ones that I I was a little disturbed by. One is called the 48-hour challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there was a version a version of it originally, I think, in France, somewhere in Europe. It was the 72-hour challenge, and it 
I don't know. We we're lazy here in the U.S., so it's sure. a forty-eight hour challenge for us. Uh, but basically, the idea is you go missing for forty-eight hours. <laughs> Great, intentionally, and you try to see how much social media heat you can generate with your absence. Oh God! How many posts? Like where is so and so? And like your parents are scared and posting about you and. That's the whole thing. This one isn't really me- medical. Uh, no. Just like as a parent of a three-year-old, please, every kid ever, please never do this. Don't ever do this. Please. This is horrible. You're somebody's kid. Please don't do this. Don't do this. This is a horrible thing don't to do. Don't do this thing. Uh, another one that sounds, it sounds silly, but it actually has resulted in, in a lot of injury is the duct tape challenge. Mm-hmm. You, so you duct tape somebody to a pole. <laughs> and... By and by duct tape to a pole. For, as I had to, I was reading about the injuries. I'm like they're off the ground. You duct tape them, <laughs> not like not just to the pole, but like off the ground, high up on Hurry the pole. Hurry up and tell me why this is serious. So well, because then you it. have to get down on your own, <laughs> and people have fallen and injured themselves. All right, I knew you were going to say that. Like skull fracture injured themselves. Oh, man, all right, that's a bummer. So please don't do this because it's hard to unduct tape yourself from a pole in midair and not fall and injure yourself. Sydney, why, why, why do teens do this? Why does this happen? <laughs> so I can't give you a complete answer. Um, there's theories. There people have actually studied this, and the idea that teens engage in risk-taking behavior that adults typically wouldn't—that's not new. No. And usually, historically, these studies have been done on like drinking or using illegal drugs or or that kind of risky behavior, maybe um, high-risk sexual behavior, those kinds of things. Not so much like YouTube challenges. Eating lots of pizza. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, things that as adults we choose not to do because we know they will harm us or make us sick. Right. Um, And give us heart. And also teens don't have heartburn, so. (laughs) That's, that's, it's so unfair. Uh, They... They did one study. This was actually, I think, a little disappointing. And I, if I were a teenager, I'd find it a little insulting where they tried to figure out if basically the idea is how the, teens are more comfortable with uncertainty than adults are. Right. So to use Tide Pods as an example, I don't know what will happen when I eat a Tide Pod. I am comfortable with that uncertainty. So I will eat one and see. Mm. Or as an adult, I don't know what will happen when I eat a Tide Pod. It might hurt me. I don't think I'm okay with that. Right. And the next step was they, they so in the study, they, they talked about different probabilities of winning this prize money. And like they had teens take various chances to try to win this prize money. And then part of what they did was um, offer them more information on like the nature of the prize and their chance of winning and things like that by like just clicking on a link to find out more information. And what they found is that teenagers are much less likely to even find more, to go seek out more information, even when it's readily available to them Mm -hmm. than adults are. So as a teen, you are much less likely to Google what happens when I eat a Tide Pod, even though that information is readily available to you. As adults, we are much more likely to go try to figure out what are the risks of this behavior. We're less comfortable with the ambiguity. Yes. So adults, so kids are more comfortable with ambiguity and less likely to try to resolve the ambiguity. Mm -hmm. Um, that's part of the, and that's true for any risk-taking behavior. That's part of the problem. And the other part of the problem is that they have found that those hits you get on YouTube when you do these these challenges and post them, 
they you are getting literal hits of dopamine for that as well yeah of course it's addictive in a sense um it's a reward seeking thing it's just like again other addictive behaviors like uh smoking or alcohol or drugs or winning at a video game or some other kind of game of chance you know challenge a lottery or Mm -hmm. a uh you know um slot machines that kind of thing Mm -hmm. you get that same kind of like dopamine reward every time you get more views and more likes and more comments uh so there's an addictive quality you you begin to seek out more opportunities to get that kind of attention no matter how negative they are what i'm hearing you say sid is maybe doing it for the vine is it doing it for such a great reason at all (laughs) no because at the end of the day um I think it is I think that it's very positive that these uh, outlets are taking down these videos because there is nothing it is there is no glory in eating a Tide Pod and living to tell the tale. Um, No one will want to hire you for a job more because of it or give you a scholarship or uh, date you or um, be your buddy. So, so <laughs> there you go, folks. So th- there's no, there's no glory in it. There's no glory um, in eating a Tide Pod. Teens have always done risky things. We did when we were younger. We've always done things that right. It's not of, new, but right. Uh, I think the only problem now is that the with social media, there is a new uh, reward for doing risky things, mm-hmm. um, especially risky things that are risky enough to be visually upsetting and disturbing. Because then you can post them on the internet and not just tell your friends about them. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe that just incentivizes even worse kind of risks. So, so in closing, don't eat Tide Pods. Please. Uh, Please. That's going to do it for us, folks, this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you to uh, you at home for taking the time to, to hang out with us every week. It, it really does uh, mean the world. Thank you to the, some folks who sent us some stuff in the P.O. box that we got. Uh, uh, you can find the address for that at McElroyShows.com if you want it. Uh, Angela sent us Giblets the Bunny, which uh, Charlie just loves. It's a bunny with a bunch of stuffed organs. Yeah, she does love uh, it. Wendy sent her book. Emma uh, sent some burger cookies. Thank you. Kathy for bookmarks. Shay sent pins and buttons. Margaret sent beautiful baby blankets. And Quinn made soap that we just adore. So thank you to all of y'all for... Yeah, thank stuff. you so much. That's and so kind of you. Your cards and letters and everything. We obviously can't respond to to all those, but we we read every one, and and it really means the world to us. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, thank you. I thank the taxpayers for not letting yet. us use their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Now you did. Now I did. And uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. So until next time, I'm Justin McRoy. I'm Sydney McRoy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.